Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our May quiz. I got a really bunch of cases for you. And let's get started. Patient has right upper quadrant and back pain. Well, what do I see? I see a large mass in the region of the pancreas and liver. There's some vascularity present, so I'm thinking this is a pancreatic mass, this is a liver mass, this is a retroperitoneal mass. When you look at it in the coronal view, you really see the extent of the tumor and vascularity. Look at the MIP. Look at the neovascularity present within the uh, images. And then when you look at it, you can see it's involving the IVC. So you say, what involves the IVC? Renal cell cancer, adrenal cancer, liver cancer, the things we typically think about. You don't really see the patient's right kidney, but I'll tell you it's normal. So what is this? Well. It's a mass involving the IVC. It's hypervascular. It's large. And so you think about those other tumors. You also need to think about what if something is primary in the IVC. And in fact, the diagnosis here was an IVC sarcoma. IVC lyomyosarcomas sarcomas are rare tumors, but they can occur. Again, most of the time we see IVC involvement. It's by direct extension. Stromal sarcomas in the pelvis can grow up the uh, venous structures into the IVC. And then I mentioned renal cell, adrenal cell carcinoma, and hepatoma are other possibilities. Patient with back pain. There's a large mass in the right adrenal bed. There's some vascularity. You see it nicer on the coronal view. If you measure it, it's 10 and a half centimeters. 10 and a half centimeters solid tumor with some vascularity. Obviously, you've got to be thinking of a process such as a um, primary adrenal cortical carcinoma. It could be a pheochromocytoma, but pheos are usually more vascular. When they're not vascular, they're usually cystic, and this is solid. It could be metastasis, right? So what diagnosis are you thinking about? Well, the one thing I wouldn't have thought about was an adenoma. This was a large adenoma. We talk about adenomas, the most common adrenal lesions. They're low density, under 3 centimeters. Sometimes they can be large, and sometimes they can mimic a primary ACC, as in this case. Okay, another patient, back pain, elevated liver functions. When you look at the liver, there's a little something, perhaps, in the right lobe. This is arterial phase. On the venous phase, you see it even better. And if I narrow the window, you see it even better. It almost looks like lines, like bands. Then you notice there's something in the pleural space. Now, we talk about geographic things, focal fatty infiltration of the liver, vessel occlusion with segmental infarction or segmental infiltration, but these are bands. So now there's something in the lung. How do you put this together? Look at the sharp margins here. This is a classic example of radiation to the liver. Radiation, you're matching the ports. It's radiation. Hepatitis, beautiful example. And in this case, it wasn't a liver tumor, it was the stuff in the chest. You can see it a bit better here. You can think about implants on the pleura, you can think about metastatic thymoma. We don't see it as frequently anymore, fortunately, but you also could think about mesothelioma. And this was diffuse infiltration of the right chest by mesothelioma, and those are radiation changes in the liver. Just a beautiful, beautiful case. Another patient, hematuria and back pain. The patient has sickle cell disease. You can see the patchy enhancement of the left kidney, 
the left kidney is larger, there's stranding around the kidney, and the intensity of the nephrogram is not as good as on the right side. You can see it very nicely as you look at the coronal views. Perfusion changes, typically infection and infarction. In the younger patients, it can be due to tumor, it can be due to many things, but in a large kidney, patchy decreased attenuation, stranding around the kidney, the best diagnosis is polynephritis. And that's precisely what this was. Okay, patient with fever. The left kidney looks funny. Now, I'm not showing you the entire right kidney, but the left kidney looks funny in this patchy enhancement. Again, you're going to say polynephritis, infarction, or something infiltrating. You've got to look at the entire kidney. You've got to think about possibilities. Lymphoma might be a thorn. Maybe it's an infiltrating transitional cell. Maybe it's a renal cell carcinoma. Well, look how hot the PET scan was on this patient. Now, of course, this still could be infection, but there's then a lesion in the lung. Maybe it's renal cell metastatic to the lung. Maybe it's transitional cell metastatic to the lung. Maybe it's lymphoma, or maybe it's metastatic disease to the lung and the kidney. This patient had a squamous cell carcinoma of the larynx, met to the kidney, and met to the lung. Beautiful example of perfusion changes in the kidney due to tumor, and in this case specifically due to metastatic disease. Another patient with back pain. Lots of soft tissue around the aorta, which you can see better here, also around the renal arteries. There's subtle changes in perfusion, and you can see there's marked soft tissue surrounding the lower abdominal aorta and the iliac vessels. You can say maybe vasculitis. You also need to think about retroperitoneal fibrosis. On the uh, patient's cinematic rendering, the infiltration around the IVC is nicely seen. On the uh, CT urograms, the ureters are displaced medially, which is a classic thing with retroperitoneal fibrosis. So this was retroperitoneal fibrosis. Beautiful changes in the ureter, the aorta, and the kidneys. Another case, weight loss. There are nodules in the subcutaneous tissues. There are lung metastasis. There are nodules in the subcutaneous tissue and within muscle. There's even a lesion in the bladder. There's lesions in the soft tissues, in the retroperitoneum, in the mesentery. There's lesions in the kidney. There's lesions in the pancreas. There are lesions in the liver. What are we dealing with? Nodules in the liver, the lung, the soft tissues, muscle, metastatic disease, maybe renal cell. Maybe lymphoma is a possibility. Lymphoma can give you all of those things, but the thing that gives you the most lung, the most nodules everywhere, particularly those sub-Q nodules, is gonna be melanoma. A really good example of melanoma metastatic everywhere. Skin lesions, sub-Q lesions, I think of melanoma, I think of metastatic breast cancer, and I think about lymphoma. Another patient, acute abdomen. Duodenum is distended, but what are we dealing with? We follow it down further, and you see there's a transition point in the left lower quadrant. There's a hernia in the left lower quadrant seen. You can see it on the coronal view, the dilated bowel tracking to the left lower quadrant, and then you see the hernia. You see the hernia on the cinematic rendering like a knuckle. What is that hernia called? Okay, it's a defect in muscle, left lower quadrant, got a bump, spagillion hernia. Just a beautiful example 
Spagyllian hernias need to be operated on or they'll recur or you can have complications. It's a rare ventral hernia, which is defined as herniation of abdominal contents or peritoneum through a defect, namely the spagyllian fascia, which is comprised of the transversus abdominis and the internal oblique aponeurosis. Just a really classic bulge seen nicely on cinematic. Another case, chest pain, cystic lesion, mid to posterior metastinum, water density, displacing but not invading. You've got to think, okay, you can think about an abscess, but that's really rare, forget that. Bronchogenic cyst, neurogenic cyst, esophageal duplication cyst, bronchogenic cyst. I show this case because bronchogenic cyst can be large, and this was a great example. And I come back with this case with a cough, again a cystic lesion, more posterior mediastinum, going to the middle, going up to the tracheal bifurcation, splaying that, water density, boom, bronchogenic cyst. Bronchogenic cysts are most common right paratracheal and subcoronal region. This was subcoronal, great example. Pancreatic mass, evaluate. Large pancreatic mass, peripheral enhancement, solid. No dilated duct, rim enhancement. You've gotta be thinking of a neuroendocrine tumor, that's a thought, because it's vascular. But the vessels are splayed around the lesion. There's none of that diffuse neovascularity typically with neuroendocrine tumors. The portal vein is pushed and compressed, but simply pushed, not invaded. Classic cirrhosis adenoma. Cirrhosis adenoma has the draping sign of vessels around it. This is a very, very nice example. What about this case? Pancreatic mass, cystic, body and tail of pancreas punctate calcifications. Cystic lesion punctate calcifications, I always think about cirrhosis adenoma. Yes, with location, I could think about a mucinous cystic neoplasm or MCN. It's not gonna be a lymphopathelial cyst. It's not gonna be a cystic neuroendocrine tumor. Neuroendocrine tumors can have calcification very commonly, but they're at least somewhat vascular, even if it's only the rim. Cystic lesion like this, lobulations, you look hard, there's septations. It also could be if you had a younger patient, a spin, a uh, spin tumor is a possibility. But this was with looking at the cystic spaces, this was a cirrhosis adenoma. So I showed you two cirrhosis adenomas. It's amazing the different appearances of cirrhosis adenomas. It's really a chameleon. Another case, cystic lesion, body of pancreas, compared to the last case, it's better defined. I don't see calcifications, but I do see a thickened wall. Body of pancreas, particularly in females in their 40s, you gotta think about a mucinic cystic neoplasm. Could this be a spend tumor? Theoretically, yes. Could this be a cirrhosis adenoma? No septations. Theoretically, you can get oligocystic cirrhosis adenomas, but then the wall typically isn't thickened. Cystic lesion, thickened wall, body of pancreas, you've got to be thinking MCN. What about this case? Again, a cystic lesion, but there's nodularity. It's big. Again, i got to be thinking MCN. MCN with those nodules being high-grade dysplasia. But you also can think about cystic and solid tumors like spend tumors. That's a possibility. Cirrhosis adenoma with nodularity on the wall, unlikely. IPMN, unlikely. I gotta go, if the patient's under 20, then I'm going spend. 40s, I'm going MCN, and this was a spend and a 32. 
Spans are typically teenage years, but we've seen them up to the 60s. So you never know. And that's the end. Oh my goodness, we're finished. Those are terrific cases. I hope you enjoy them, and I hope you have a great